and it was it was the most excruciating relational change I've ever had to make and I remember being absolutely terrified I mean just abs and some of the things that I was afraid of happened Diana like he and I are no longer friends. I would love to be his friend. He doesn't want to be my friend. That's cool. And it happened and it's okay. And so what that did though, whenever he left, I transformed the business into what I wanted it to be. And we went from a $200,000 business to a million dollar business in one year after he left. And it's a lot of times, you know, the I, I love that you said obstacles are opportunities. To me, I, I love Ryan Holiday. He's a Stoic philosopher. Well, he writes about Stoic philosophy. And he talks, he wrote a beautiful book called The Obstacle is the Way. And I've found over and over in my entrepreneurial life and in my personal life that it's the things that you want to avoid because they're unpleasant, they're not easy, they're challenging. Those are the things that are going to actually bring you the healing that you want. They're going to bring you the life that you want. They're going to bring you the love that you want. They're going to build the business that you want. The Fearless and Successful Podcast is hosted by your Hype Girl D and it's designed for change makers just like you. As an activator of human potential and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast to show you that you can be, do, and have anything you desire. I love all things money, mindset, and manifestation. I am so excited to share my personal hacks to help you activate your infinite potential. And I also will be sharing fearless stories from leaders around the world who design life and business on their own terms. Remember, if we can do it, so can you. Fearless soul, if you're ready to dream big and make impact, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fearless people. Uh, I am here tuning in from Stockholm and we're going to Texas, you all. And we're gonna have a pleasure to interview uh, a really incredible entrepreneur who is visiting Texas actually. Dave Valentine, so great to have you. Thank you, so happy to be here, Diana. Um, before we start and we go into like really today's topic, uh, I just want for people to know a little bit about you and how you grew your businesses, several businesses. Um, and what is the number one thing that you as an entrepreneur possess as a quality, as a, um, let's say, superpower? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I own seven different businesses right now. Uh, and three of them are, are agencies. Uh, so a PR firm, a SDR firm, and a uh, branding agency. I own two SaaS companies. I own uh, my own consulting firm, which is super fun and my passion project. And then I also own a flight school with my brother. And uh, uh, yeah, that's the fun one. Everybody's like, you own a flight school? I'm like, yeah, uh, my brother's a, a pilot. So it makes sense. Um, and yeah, my, my basic superpower, I guess, is that I find the easiest paths 
to the greatest success in the shortest amount of time. I love to help people work smarter and not harder to find and achieve the success that they all desire. And here we are all about smarter, not harder. And I love that you mentioned that because I think sometimes people just uh, over uh, complicate things and it's really business should be easy and it should be simple, you know, yeah. and tell me like, you know, and it sounds like you have so much fun. Like it sounds, it's not just a passion, but it's also like this. Um, it's fun creating this all different ventures and, and, you know, what does fun mean in terms of as a value in your business, in your companies? And how would you say like um, for, for us, it's always like if, if we just talked about this before we started recording and my audience know this, if I'm fun, I'm not going to do it. And more fun I have, more money I make. That That is so true for us. And what, is, what yeah. does fun mean for you in, in your business and in your like in the culture? Yeah, so we we want to have fun all the time, right? Because it's you know it's there's a, a model of education that my wife and I we homeschool our kids. We use this model, and it's called the Montessori model. Uh, it's it's known globally, but it's a beautiful model, and part of it is baked into whenever you're learning something, it should be through play, and it should be engaging and allowing uh, you know students or kids to do it on their own. And one of the things that we really have embraced as a company culture across the board is that, look, we are always going to be learning and we're always going to be developing and it should be a good time, right? Like it should never be this drudgery of like, oh no. And one of the things that we really believe in, Diana, is it's a mindset shift because a lot of people... Uh, all across the world. And I think that this is really true in the Western world more than other places sometimes is that we go, oh, back to work. I have to go. And instead of going, I get to go to work today. I get to go have fun. I get to go be with people that I like. I get to go enjoy it. I get to work with clients and students that are really fun people. And it's that get to instead of have to that really changes the conversation. You just said something like really mind blowing. And I think this is a mic drop here. Um, it's like, instead of I have to is I get to. So, and what I'm hearing also is like, um, it's really that creating that culture where, where people like really um want to do something that is bigger than just themselves it's just like this um this is the mission um and, and now i'm going like from the original topic but i'm really interested because it seems like as a serial entrepreneur and being a leader in your company and also like um growing teams and everything i'm just thinking like how do you instill that into uh your let's say like business culture, having fun for your employees, for, for the teams that you're working with. Um, so they get to be this, oh, it's not just him who is, I get to do this work, but everyone who is working with you also have that same mindset, mindset shift. So Diana, I have three kids, just like you have three daughters. <laughs> and I know that with my kids, it takes repetition, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have to say, the same thing many, many times to my children for them to under understand this is how we do things. And honestly, that's what we do with our staff. It's not a one-time conversation. We think, oh, they're an adult. 
And if I just say it one time, they're going to understand. The reality is we all have so many messages all the time. We're all dealing with things personally. Everyone is the hero in their own story. And so they want to receive and embody what you're telling them, your employees, and they're busy. They're doing their job. They're being a good partner to uh, their romantic partner. They're being, uh, you know, a good parent. They're trying to manage their own finances. They're trying. They're being a lot to a lot of people. They have their own things going on. So it's about repeating yourself over and over again. So one of the ways that we do this is we have a stand-up, all-hands stand-up every week with every single staff member for each and every company. And what I do is that I'm not very involved in the company's day-to-day happenings, but I attend those. I make it a point to attend each and every one of those. So valuable. And I go, hey, y'all, remember, we're supposed to have fun. This is supposed to be great. This is supposed to be enjoyable. Just embrace it. When something is hard, doesn't mean that it can't be enjoyable. And and I grew up playing multiple sports. Uh, I'm a huge soccer fan. I grew up playing soccer, football, American football, uh, baseball. I did weightlifting. I did track. I did all these different sports. And one of the things that I always remember was that there were days when growing up in Texas, it's hot. (laughs) It's hot outside and you'd be running around. And one of the things that we would, what I would try and do with my teammates is I'd say, hey guys, we're outside today. We're outside. We get to play. Let's just have fun. And other guys are like, oh, it's, I'm dying. And I'm like, yeah, you can do that. And it's going to make today more miserable. Or we can just say, hey, let's have fun. Let's play. And it got to the point where my coaches started to realize not only is David a, a very gifted athlete, David's somebody who gives some lubrication to the team so that they play better. And that's part of great leadership is finding the spaces where you play a role, not necessarily in doing the work, but in helping other people and encouraging them to be excellent at what they do by reminding them of fundamental truths. And that's what I would do on the sports field is say, guys, remember, we're playing a game. It may be hot. It may be cold. It may be rainy. It may be doesn't matter we get to play a game right now and that's the beauty that's the goal that's the good stuff and so when we can remind our staff that this whole thing is your life and you might as well enjoy it (laughs) so let's just play oh i love it yeah let's just let's just have like life is and and in all like seriousness like like life is a game and all all the settings and all the the relationships that we are creating it is like a partnership in a playground uh and you know having that relationship with your with your teammates with with your staff is just so beautiful because it also instills trust um that you trust them, that they can do whatever they need to do um, in their best ability. Um, so I love that. I love, love, love that. And you mentioned like, you know, one of the, the, the great qualities of a good leader, it is that like empowering them. Um, I love that you use that word, like really empowering. You don't necessarily need to do the work, but empower them to do the work. That's that's brilliant. And I'm, and I'm sure that that is the key to success um, in yeah. your business. So I, I love, love, love that. And oh my God, like 
you know, a leader, uh, a serial entrepreneur, a father, uh, a podcaster. And um, yeah, it's just so incredible. I'm just so like curious to to know, like, how do you, this, this is one of the things that I really like get a lot of questions um, from my audience. How do you balance everything? Like, what do you um, need to like maybe prioritize for yourself to keep it all like in harmony and not to um, feel like you're hustling too much or you're like working too hard or you're like just I'm so busy and I don't get to to have that play I don't have the game um, in, in check yeah yeah so I I just remind myself that I'm a human being mm. I'm not a human doing ah! you know <laughs> and 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 that's the that's a key part of how I find balance. I also have many, many self-care practices that I do on a daily or weekly basis to stay centered. So I'm very much a, a person that loves to meditate. I know the science behind it. It's very effective. So I love to take time every day to meditate. Sometimes I miss a day and that's okay. And most days I meditate. I do cold plunges. So when I'm in uh i'm traveling or i'm not in a place where there's cold water i'll take cold showers one of the houses that i own is in the pacific northwest it's on a mountain in the woods and there it's on a river so i go into the river and i take my kids and my wife with me it'll be snowing and we'll go get into the river it's really really important uh, i take walks around my yard i take walks outside there's lots of studies uh, that showed, Diana that if you look at a green living plant for three minutes, your cortisol levels, the stress hormone that we all have, decrease exponentially just by doing so. So I get out in nature. That's the time. I always, and it's funny, I, I was having this conversation with a dear friend. He said, you always feel so calm. And I said, yeah, well, whenever I'm transitioning between tasks or meetings or podcasts, I will often go take a walk in nature and spend time outside. And he's like, how do you do that? And I said, how do you not do that? Like we weren't meant to be inside in heat and air conditioning. That's not how we evolved. You know, for hundreds of thousands of years, humanity has lived outdoors and that's what we're supposed to be. And so I put these, I do, I also do infrared sauna, I, I lift weights, I go for runs, all these things help me stay centered. I also take time to read and play with my kids and spend time with my wife and all these things add up to me finding balance. And I also recognize that no matter what's going on in any one of the businesses, because some are doing great at any point in time and some are struggling at any point in time. And it's all part of the natural cycle of things. And so just breathe and relax. And this is all part of the game. When you've been doing this, and I have now for 10 plus years, you just start to see the patterns. There are patterns where your business goes up and it comes down and it goes up again and it comes down. And that's totally normal. And you make changes to address some of those, of course. And it's just part of it. Even the largest companies on the planet, Apple and Amazon and Microsoft and Google, they all experience ups and downs, not because they're not great companies, but because this is how 
the world works. Yeah, for sure. Like it's not linear. It's always like, you know, ups and downs and it's just, yeah. it, we have to embrace the fact that it's going to be uh, like this. And then that's the difference, I think, between someone who has that entrepreneurial mindset, mind, mindset and an employee mindset, right? It is, it's yeah. not a linear, um, but where, where I want to go back to, like, oh my God, I'm I, one I feel like we're such like a soulmate, like we're doing exactly the same things, you know, meditation, cold plunges, nature, like, oh my God, so much fun. And I also need to ask, do you know who Dave Asprey is? You probably know. Yes, of course. (laughs) Right? I was like, I was just thinking like, you mentioned Smarter Not Harder, which is his book. And I was like, oh my God, that is like, he he totally needs to know who Dave Asprey is because he talk, talks about infrared saunas and all this stuff. So, you know, it's, so it's interesting. I haven't, I haven't engaged with any of his content. Hmm. I know who he is. I've never read any of his books. I've never engaged with any of his content. So now I'm going to have to. I love that. <laughs> Definitely. Smarter Not Harder, one of the best biohacking books. Like I totally recommend it. And we're going to put it in the show notes. Uh, where I want to actually go when you start to mention like, you know, companies that are struggling and maybe like, and we can go into the the today's topic um, because we, I want to talk about how to find inspiration to create. And one of the things is like, yeah. how do I create offer that's going to resonate with my um, with my audience, with people who are meant to, you know, buy from me. And because you have such a variety of different businesses, I, I first want to ask you, you know, you already mentioned like grounding and going to the nature. For me, that is something that spins the creative process. Are there some other practices that really give you this like, um creative flow to you know just yeah yeah. what is what is that boost your creative process yeah so I do a few different things right so so one thing that I I love to do is I will go change my routine right so this is a great this is an easy way for anyone to do this it's free this is free uh, you can just say, okay, if I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I go brush my teeth, I go to the restroom, uh, and then I go eat breakfast, change it up. Go eat breakfast first, you know, go to the restroom first, then brush your teeth later. Like, totally change your day. It will actually wire your brain differently and you'll have different neural pathways. The other thing that I love to do is if you drive places, you know, take a different path. If you're driving to an office, if you're driving to, go to an appointment, take a different route, right? So literally go a different way. And it may take you 10 minutes more. Who cares? The point is not the time. The point is you're going to see different things. Your brain's going to have to work with different data. And it's going to encourage you to be more creative. The last thing that I do is, well, it's not the last thing, but it's one of the last things. I'm always consuming new content. I don't think that I'm ever done. I'm not baked. I'm not finished. I have to find something new. And I will read a book that's maybe has nothing to do with my industry. Maybe has nothing to do with what I have going on. Uh, One of the books that I've been reading lately that's just absolutely stunning is reading Rick Rubin's book, The Creative Act. It's fantastic. I don't get anything for plugging it, but it's amazing. And it's inspiring, very inspiring. He's a music producer. You know, it's not like I don't do any music production, but I learn from him. And so I find those those other ways. One of the other things I do, and, and 
you know, for most of the world, this isn't true in every place, you can find museums that are local to you that are free or very inexpensive to go explore. Going to a museum will stir your creativity. Why? You're amongst some of the greats. And we all need to be around creative geniuses. We all need to be around people that thought differently, right? And so it's part of the ways that we really engage with that creative mind is by immersing ourselves in the greats of humanity. Uh, and so that's another way that you can really explore. And then the, the last thing that I'll say is that I also will do things that people will say, that's a little bit crazy, but I want to go live my life. So what that may look like is in the house that I have up in the mountains, there's a waterfall that is a mile down the road and I will go jump in it into the, the deep part where the waterfall flows and it's freezing cold. It's snow melt. It's, it's, you know, in the uh, low thirties, uh, it's close to zero Celsius. It's very close and it is invigorating. But one of the things that I say, Diana, is you'll never remember the days where you didn't jump in the waterfall, but the days that you jumped in the waterfall, the days that you decided to take that extra long hike, the days that you decided to go mountain biking on a path you've never been on. These are the days that you're going to remember. And if you take your kids along with you, now they have that memory too. And so it's about cultivating this full, rich, robust, abundant life. If you do that, you will find new ideas and new creativity everywhere you go. Oh, I love this. Like really the creating experiences instead of like really like um, I am such such a big fan of of experiences and just creating something um, outdoors for my for my kids. We love outdoors and we just love to uh, create memories um, when we are out oh. and about. We are such a like active people. So I love that. I love that you mentioned like this is really fascinating um like breaking the pattern from your usual routine um and also <laughs> I had this like I was geeking on uh what was the chess the the Netflix show uh the gambit oh like, queen's yeah. gambit queen's yeah <laughs> Uh, and that was such an interesting series because I literally pulled out some of the most like entrepreneurial ideas from from her like being so um yeah such a such a resilient person and I had like so many content like just I was I was so in creative flow and I was writing emails while, while I was watching um the show and it was really like it doesn't need to be something that it's in your industry. I love that you said that. And it's really sometimes we we can find parallels in 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 just different content. And also what I want to, to mention, wh when I consume something, whether that's a book, podcast, or whatever it is, I always uh, kind of take notes, what it is that I learn right now and what it is that I need to create from that. And, and I want mm -hmm. to be really, really, this is something that I want to really emphasize because a lot of people are in this, like uh, we are in information era and sometimes people just consume stuff without like really creating something. And I really want to kind of, that was the, the thing, be a creator, don't be a consumer. Whenever you consume yeah. something, make sure that you also get the output from, from that, not just input. That's right. Um, That's right. 
Yeah, so so let's go into the offer. So how do you find inspiration to create offers? Is this something like, um, do you have a, a process where, oh, we're going to launch something um, quarterly or how does it work for you to, does it come from inspiration? Do you have a download for me? Like in my business, it's like, oh, I just, I feel like I'm always birthing something. Like it takes time to process and then it's like, oh, it's ready. Let's get, get, the, get it out there. So how does that work for you? And what does it take to, to create an outrageous offer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I do every time, Deanna, is I just go, okay, for this company, for this product, for this service, what is the biggest obstacle to that would prevent someone from saying yes to engaging? Now, sometimes you just know intuitively, maybe it's price. Maybe it's, will I get the results? Maybe it's, you know, am I going to, is the person going to enjoy this? What is that thing that's going to keep someone from saying yes to working with you? And so I do that with every single offer. And I think really hard about how does that work? What does that look like? And as I think about it, Diana, I find that I come to the right conclusion most of the time. Okay. So let me give you some examples. For my flight school, most people, every other flight school on the planet that we know of does what's called the discovery flight. They may call it an intro flight or whatever, but it's it's essentially this. You show up to the flight school, you pay $200 to upwards of $400, and you go up in the plane for 30 minutes with an instructor pilot. They fly you around. Usually, you get to do some of the flying because once you take off, it's actually pretty easy to fly a plane and not crash it. Uh, and they'll let you fly around and then the instructor pilot will land and then they'll sell you on working with them for a long-term program, whether that's getting just your private pilot's license or becoming a commercial airline pilot, right? So the, the big hindrance for people there is, do I really want to spend 200 to $400 to go check this out. So what my flight school did was we said, okay, whenever someone comes in to do a discovery flight, that's what we call ours, and we're charging $250, what? how many of those do we convert into students full-time? It was 88% of the time. So almost 90% of the time, people show up and they're like, hey, this is fun, I wanna keep doing this. Okay. What do we see in the competitive landscape? Well, everybody else is charging 200 plus dollars to do this. So we said, huh, I wonder if we started charging $50 to do a discovery flight in which we would lose money, okay, for the 50 bucks because we have to pay for gas in the plane. We're paying the instructor pilot. We're paying for maintenance on the plane. But if we're get, if we lose that money, which is fine, do we get more leads so here's what happened when we took it from two hundred dollars down to fifty dollars we saw our leads increase five and a half times so five and a half times the leads same dollars in ad spend our conversion rate went from 88 percent to 84 percent, so only a four percent decrease all of our competitors can't generate we're soaking up all the leads now so they're struggling to find New students, meanwhile, we're generating lots of new students. And that's kind of the game changer, right? 
We've done this in every single business. So one of the other businesses that we've done this with is we decided that we were going to do unlimited design work for my agency called VHS Design. You can find them at vhsdesign.co and we will do unlimited graphic design for $5,000 a month. And what people decided to say was they're like, oh my gosh, what can I do? How can I get as much out of you as possible? So what we said was we said, listen, here's what we need from you in order to do any project. So a lot of the projects that we get, Diana, they're like, hey, can you create this slide deck for me? Can you take this written text and create it into a PDF? Can you make us a, an employee handbook that, that, that looks like us? You know, the, there's all these really small but meaningful tasks that we do. They have to get us the information. And then usually most of the time we're able to turn that around in under a week. Usually it's two or three business days before we turn around a project. The thing that everyone was worried about was, well, what if I give you 100 projects? Can you do them? And the answer is yes. Some projects take longer. Oh, I need a website. Okay, well, that's going to take some time. Some projects happen very quickly. I need some social media graphics. Cool, done. We can crank that out. But what used to happen was, and the reason why we came up with this model, we used to charge people for a project. Hey, you need a website? That's $20,000. Hey, you need that sales PDF? That's two grand. Oh, you need the slide deck figured out? That's 2,500. So what we did was we said, listen, instead of, and it was back and forth, and there's lots of conversations and they wanted to negotiate. Now there's no negotiating. Now it's just, here's $5,000, let's go do the work. And so when you start to eliminate the friction, it really changes the ballgame. And that's one of the things we do for each of our clients is we just say, hey, how can we eliminate the friction so that people start to engage and really get the results that they need? Oh, this is so good. There are so many nuggets here. And I'm just like, one of the things that I'm really picking up is um, not just like really providing a great service, but also thinking how can we be best in what we do? Um, yes. And also like being competitive through the, the prices that we offer. And also like this is, I think in branding space, this is very unique offer. Like I, I don't know if I ever heard about something like that. So it's like very innovative. innovative. Is that the word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you nailed it. You did great. Um, and I'm thinking like, wow, you know, it's it's so, so cool to to hear that there are like when when you are thinking about your clients and how can we really get them to say, yes, this is this is a no brainer for me. Like that's that's the key. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, what it'll do, it'll do two things for every company. So if you figure out a great offer, you will have lead generation. So you have lots of new people that want to work with you all the time. And the second thing is people just say, yes, so your close rate will be really high. Yeah. So like for one of my companies, well, really a lot of my companies, our close rate, we'll, we'll take one call and we'll close them. And 90% of our deals happen that way mm -hmm. is that it just takes one phone conversation and they say yes. And so when you start to have that sort of engagement, it makes your life so much easier mm -hmm. to really get where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah. So first is like really like that, that it has to be on point lead generation. And then the second, like um, probably you have like a really good, good closing team, <laughs> which is so amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, some of the closing 
things we have are really easy to implement. And some of them are really mind-blowing for a lot of the people that we work with. So one of the things that we say is, you know, people will ask for references a lot. Mm-hmm. And so here's a, this is a great nugget, Diana. Mm-hmm. Um, we say, listen, can we just agree that if you talk to a reference, I'm going to send you someone that's had a great experience with us. Mm-hmm. I know that they're going to speak highly of me and they're going to tell you exactly what I am telling you right now. So do you actually need to speak with someone or would you just like to see more case studies? Mm-hmm. And so what that does is people just go, you're right. I don't need to talk with a reference. How silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the fun part. Mm-hmm. This is so interesting because I had, uh, <laughs> once I had, like, I remember this, like, so vividly. It was so mind-blowing for me, like, uh, when I got on a discovery call. This was in early stages of my business. And there was this, um, she was, she became my client. But she asked me, like, um, can I get, can I ask you a really weird question? And I was like, yeah, right. If you want to ask me a question, yeah, that go. Um, and she said, yeah. do you have anyone who said no to your offers? And I said like, yeah, sure. And she's like, can I have a contact? Like why they say, said no to you? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, really, really interesting. And she came back to me and she said, you know what? The person said no to you because they just felt that they were out of alignment with your energy. Like, and, I, and she said, like, if that's the key that people are saying no to you, like, I'm in, like, I'm so in, in alignment with your energy. Like, I'm so in. Um, and the, oh. I was thinking, like, oh, why do people like more than why do people say yes to me is like, why do people say no? Like, be, say no. That, that awareness, like. And I don't want to to work with someone who is out of alignment with my energy, you know, that's like, sure. right, we want to be like on the same energetical uh, frequency. And, and I think like, that was such a big, big uh, key for me. Like, if, if there is a mismatch, I'm not even gonna offer anything if, if I feel like, yeah, it, it doesn't, yeah. it's not vibing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so one of my favorite things to say is that outside of the energy one, right? But if someone has an objection, Mm -hmm. I I remember in my first agency, I was always afraid of the objections that they were going to have to a sale. Now, when I see objections, I go, ah, an opportunity. Mm -hmm. When you start to see objections as opportunities, all of a sudden you start to create offers. You start to create offers that people can't say no to. Why? Because you're already overcoming their objections. And so then you have more people that say, hey, I want to talk to you about this. The objections as opportunities is the biggest key if there was one thing that i was telling people to do when they're creating an outrageous offer look at listen to and look at all the objections you get for why people don't work with you which is a great point on your part and then write those down and figure out what you would need to do to overcome each of those objections it will absolutely change your company so so good you see how we think like i always tell like my clients obstacles are opportunities <laughs> and you're saying about there them. you go <laughs> so amazing I, I just feel like we're so aligned so so amazing and like you you gave me like really like it, it feels so good to to just hear from you because you have such a variety of of different offers um, and you also have something to, to offer to my audience, which is totally for free. So tell us a little bit about your outrageous offer e-course. <laughs> yeah. So I put together this e-course where I take people through how to create these outrageous offers and it's, at, it's a hundred percent free. The reason why I did it is I, we really need more entrepreneurs to succeed. And 
we need entrepreneurs that want to create great jobs for other people to be very successful. And a lot of entrepreneurs, when they're under a million in revenue, it's their biggest conversation, really sometimes up to 5 million, their biggest concern is I need more leads. I need more leads. I need more sales. And so this is my way to say, here, here's how you go get more sales. This is how you go get more leads. And so you can go to DaveValentine.co forward slash outrate uh, OO. And if you go to that site, you can actually just put in your, your email and you'll get access to the e-course for free. And it's just a way for me uh, to give back to the community. Oh, so amazing. Thank you so much. I, I think like you guys, you heard, you, you know, it, it's he walks the talk. So go and grab the course and then, you know, also connect with, with Dave. What is the best way uh, for people to, if they're like curious to, to know more about you, what is the best way for them to do that? Yes, you can go to my website, DaveValentine.co. You can also follow me on social. I'm active on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, all my handles are the exact same. It's at RealDval, R-E-A-L-D-V-A-L. Uh, you can find me in all those. I post all the time. Um, and if you go to my website, you can sign up for uh, the InWork Guild newsletter, which also has my podcast, the InWork podcast on there, and it has lots of great nuggets. So uh, that's where people can go check me out and uh, experience more of the, the content that we produce on a, a daily basis. We're going to put all the links in the show notes, you guys, and, and make sure to to check him. If he's posting a lot of content, then you know that he definitely has his creative flow on in check. Um, <laughs> the last question, and I want to wrap this up with, with, with the question that we ask all our guests, uh, and it is like, I, 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 I'm actually hesitating to ask you this because it feels like, you're like me, like the, when we created our brand and when we created the Fearless and Successful podcast, people started to actually like ask me, um, you know, there is no no such thing as being fearless. And I and I, it dawned on in me like how people are really like, yeah, fear, 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 being fearless and being courageous are two different things. But for me, being fearless actually means to work from a place of love because fear and love will never coexist. And I feel like that's, right. that's where we come from, like having fun, being curious and being like really inspired by by life. Um, it is like operating from place of love. And I do. I did find myself sometimes really like facing fears, but with intention to actually crack the fear and to go with this, uh, yeah. oh, like I am actually fearless. And when I, when I do get into this uh, state of I'm operating from a place of love, nothing can get in my way. Um, so I want to ask you, well, when did you felt like you are being shit scared, but you did it anyway? And now when you look back, that was one of the best moments in your life or in your business. Yeah, I, I mean, there are a lot. You know, it's it's interesting. I think the one that, that I talk about a lot and that makes the most sense. I In my first business, my business partner was also my best friend. And we got to a point where he wanted a business that he could just work a little bit at and I was trying to provide for my growing family I had two kids at the time and I had to basically break up with him as a business partner and then go through the hard work of 
getting changing the business and it was it was the most excruciating relational change i've ever had to make and i remember being absolutely terrified i mean just abs and some of the things that i was afraid of happened diana like he and i are no longer friends i would love to be his friend he doesn't want to be my friend that's cool and it happened and it's okay and so what that did though whenever he left i transformed the business into what i wanted it to be and we went from a $200,000 business to a million dollar business in one year after he left. And it's a lot of times, you know, the, I, I love that you said obstacles are opportunities to me. I, I love Ryan holiday. He's a stoic philosopher. Well, he writes about stoic philosophy and he talks, he wrote a beautiful book called the obstacle is the way. And I've found over and over in my entrepreneurial life and in my personal life, that it's the things that you want to avoid because they're unpleasant, they're not easy, they're challenging. Those are the things that are going to actually bring you the healing that you want. They're going to bring you the life that you want. They're going to bring you the love that you want. They're going to build the business that you want. And so I just always go, hey, whatever that is, just go for it. It's, it's one, of the, one of the ways that I practice this, Deanna, and I, I, I imagine because we connected so deeply on this podcast, I love this conversation. One of the ways that I practice this every day is I go get in cold water. It's never, I never look at getting in, in, in zero degrees Celsius water and go, that sounds like fun. <laughs> I go, this is my practice. This is my daily practice of going, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to do something hard. It's okay. You're fine. This is fine. And so, yeah, I, I, that's, that's my, my general thought there. Oh my God, I think we're, we'll need to do another one like on stoicism and uh, all the spiritual practices. Yes. <laughs> so I much fun. And I think like Ryan also talks about this, like you got to practice before you yes. get to the arena. And that's like so important, like um, always reminding that, yeah, you know, you, you practice. And I think Robin Sharma has the same saying, like if you want to master something, mm -hmm. it is about the practice. And I love that. It, it is I think like everything that we talked about, it does come down to discipline um, and, you know, and yes. then also like not take. So, so one of the distinctions that I really, I love to make in my business is um, being sincere with everything that you're doing, but not being serious. Even the discipline can be sincere and it doesn't need to be serious. And that's where we, even the discipline can get, can be fun because you also mentioned like, hey, it can be hard, but also while it's yeah. hard, we also get to play. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe like that's the cue for, um, what is that David gets a, get a song, um, work harder, play harder, work hard, play harder right. <laughs> something like that yeah that's right <laughs> that's good, that's good. Yes. Play harder. <laughs> yeah so that's i right. love, love love that and you know and and i and i just want to acknowledge you for sharing the story with your best friend and um you know sometimes the the most the the hard the the hardest decisions um that we make um are sometimes like 
the the best decisions um and i know that w- whenever i made decisions that are really coming from a place of, of you know intuition and really from my heart and really thinking oh it's it's for the best uh you know for for everyone um right. it always like it, it, it always pays pays back like i think it's it's just um yeah yeah and relationships are hard everything is hard about relationships there is you know it's it 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 is something that we we business is relationships right everything is relationships so um the stories uh, around that are always like you know it's it's hard it's it it is what it is yeah well this was definitely a really really fun conversation um and yeah you know we 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 have the podcast we have the freebie um is there anything else that is super exciting in your business right now that you want to share with my audience <laughs> no i you know i i want to pay you a compliment diana i i've done i've been a guest on so many podcasts for the past year and you are such an excellent interviewer and you have such a beautiful soul and i don't normally connect with podcast hosts but this has been absolutely fabulous and such a, a helpful conversation because so many people, I need you, to, I, by the way, we need to set you up to come on my podcast because so many people are having the same conversations on podcasts and you have done such a beautiful job of structuring this conversation so vastly differently that it's providing a massive benefit to your audience. So I'm just so thankful for you and the work that you're up to and uh, just wonderful conversation. Oh, thank you so much. Like, yeah, that's, I think one of the, the most selfless, pro- my projects, it, it is to, you know, really inspire people with my guests, like, hey, if we can do it, you can too. And I think like you, you're doing a phenomenal job sure. in just like being authentic, being vulnerable, being um very like um in check with what it is that I want to uh, give to to people so we can all elevate you know um and be better so yeah thank you like this was this was really an amazing gift so thank you Dave thank you (laughs) guys check the the episode notes and you know have fun and don't forget to be awesome ciao my fearless soul Thank you so much for tuning in and taking the time to listen to this episode. I appreciate you and I am so excited to hear from you. If you haven't yet, please go to kite.link slash forward insider and leave a review. Extra points if you screenshot this episode and post it on your IG stories and tag me at Diana Logoli and tell me what's your big takeaway. With that being said, I'm sending you a daily dose of D. I love you and I'm so, so grateful for you. Till infinity. Mwah.